podcast to start with her talking about being jealous of her stalked friend <laughs> i'll take it I'll, I'll, I'll allow it man no one ever sends anonymous letters to me saying they want to drink my blood <laughs> did you guys Literally. hear arnie hammer is a cannibal yeah no no he likes to role play as a cannibal but that's not much better hi I mean... everyone this is the big bang theory theory my name is nick <laughs> And I'm Kyle. And with us is our favorite special ever guest. What's your name? <laughs> I'm Chloe. And uh, this is a show where we talk ostensibly about the television show, The Big Bang Theory, and pick it apart. But uh, I guess sometimes we just get carried away with uh, Hollywood cannibalism. So before we even get to the episode, is it a barbecue sauce thing? Or is it a... <laughs> I do think he specifically mentions eating his girlfriend's ribs with barbecue sauce. Yes. Hmm. Which, who among us? You know, cast the first Me. stone. I mean, <laughs> look, you want to talk about being in a weird shit. Ch- you're right. I don't want to kink shame anyone. And also, you know, I got my own stuff going on. But I want to go Oh, on please the rec- elaborate. Oh, God, no, please elaborate. But I want to go on the record. <laughs> Never once have I been attracted to someone and been like, hmm, I wonder what their bone meat tastes like. You know what? It's not my fault that your proclivities don't go, fuck, I fucked it up. And now ah, I was going to insult you in a, in a hurtful way, but I fucked it up. So I'm not going to even finish it. It's, it's not a crime to wonder about your partner. It's bone meat, as you exactly. say, Kyle. I mean, I'm not out there. I mean, Arnie Hammer, whatever his deal is, I, I, I'm not Isn't aware. Isn't Army? Whichever. I don't know. No, it's but, definitely Arnie. Ar- nope, that's. <laughs> Armand Hammer. Ah, known known best for his work in the uh, starring in the titular role of John Carter. Um, he oh shit, he was John Carter, wasn't he? <laughs> Actually, I don't think so. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I was going to say I, I don't think just... that's right. I no, I think that is right. incorrect. Okay, I started to say no. I he, I, I, I make it as like the weird twins in the Social Network I... and the cool guy yes. in Call Me by Your Name. Also, he's pretty funny in uh, Free Fire, which I keep trying to get Nick to watch, but he refuses. Why? Okay. Why I mean, I have, I have zero recollection of this coming up, but I, I, yeah, I, that's probably why I'm refusing it. All right. Now we're just off the rails. Let's refocus. Also, he's like probably an abusive dickhead. So it's, yeah. it's, it's okay to be, a, it's okay to have a cannibal fetish. It's not okay to push your partner's boundaries in abusive ways. Let's also, put that um, out there. Which is what was, our episode is all about. No. <laughs> I was going to say, is this podcast ever on the rails? So, I think actually it's when, when we stay focused and on task. It's, it's what, at its lowest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, who's, who's listening for the Big Bang Theory content, really? I mean, when, when we very first started the Big Bang, when we first started the podcast, people were like, you talk too much about the show. And we're like, ah, that's probably not a good sign. But yeah, and then when, <laughs> when we do get positive feedback, which, I mean, is rare, and that's why I remember it whenever it happens, uh, we, we, uh, th- the best bits are when we're, we're just fucking around, shooting although, the breeze. Although last week, or maybe the week bef- 
last time or maybe the time before, Nick read me a review in which a person was like, why won't these guys just accept the comic masterpiece that is the Big Bang Theory? One of really? America's most, yeah. I mean, he wasn't mad. He, he, it was, it was like your dad talking down to you. Well, um, this is the same review that said we are like his disappointing son. <laughs> Yes, that was, it was specifically, it's like, I wish you would realize that much like my son, who also doesn't like this show, they have more in common with the main characters of the show than they want to admit. But it's okay, because the show is, is, you know, is this, beloved. Is our show being used as like a training material for this child in how not, like, to grow up? Like, the dad you know, just has him listen to episodes and smacks him every few minutes and just says, God, no. God, I hope so. No. God, I hope so. You know, going back, I really, I think I missed the angle at the time. Putting two, to, two together in retrospect, it's much more obvious that what was really going on there is that was that emotionally repressed dad's only way of telling his son that he loves him is leaving, uh, face, is leaving an, an Apple review in the podcast store. That's about only how upon... He likes- about how he likes the Big Bang Theory and also likes the podcast, The Big Bang Theory Theory, and the protagonist, but they need, and the guys who run it, but they need to grow up a little. And this is only upon further reflection that you're realizing that this was a metaphor to this man. You're only realizing that right now. Yeah, look, I have, we have our blind spots, Chloe. Well, and it well, came that's... at us direct. You know, this wasn't something that we were looking back on and pondering. This was hot, hot heat thrown straight at our faces. Well, you need more of a feminine influence to see the shit being thrown in your face as it's coming at you. And you know what? I I, Is that what womanly power is for? Is that (laughs) like your role? Yep, you better believe it. Cleaning up after you two. That's my role in this friendship group. (laughs) Which is funny to anybody listening to this because I am by far the biggest mess in this collective. in In this little pod. I am the messiest of the bitches, which Kyle will never, ever let me forget. No, I because there's the a hierarchy to these things. Listen, I, I'm not saying that I'm not a messy bitch, but I also have the ability to be the mom friend. That's what you don't – you look over that. That's what but I if, you, if you're a messy saying. bitch and the mom friend, I think that you combine those two elements together and you become the pill-popping aunt is where Hell yeah. that one i'd give you i Hell mean if yeah. that were if that were one of the options i'll let you have that i was just saying if 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 there's only if there are only three niches and we all agree what was the one that we agreed nick was that's a great question i think it was like oh oh like i think it was like saucy harlot or something like that it was something like Something that was objectively his niche. Well, yeah, the one that ties the group together, I think. There it is, the glue. You, if the we glue. agree that Nick is the heart of this of this triad, whatever it is, and that we would have no reason to hang out if it were not for him, we basically we fight between us which is the mom friend and which is the sloppy friend. And I will not lose this fight to you, <laughs> Chloe. No matter no, how will. long the battle rages. I would agree that uh, that Nick is also a saucy harlot, uh, like my memory was trying to tell me just then. Was I here for this? No, we're... I don't think. I think we were having. No, it was in the group thread. It was in our we, group thread, and you, you were just could like, have been here for this, it. but you just refused to participate. Are we when talking we're about going the Marco on like Polo? A, yeah, when we're going on like a forty forty long, <laughs> a two hour like Kyle length of a I short just... Martin Scorsese movie. 
Marco Polo just, binge. Yeah, we just we just do these Marco Polos back and forth, and poor Nicholas every so often in poor Montana fucking will open up this goddamn app and be like, what have my friends gotten me into this time? And he's then 39 messages deep and says, I will get to this next week, as he should. Well, it's actually, it's been reaffirming in a way because it helps me realize why it is that I feel drawn to things like comedy and, and podcasting and other things where I'm, I'm doing sp- public speaking in spite of being a, a meek, shy, afraid person. And that's because I watch your videos and, then I, and I remember like, oh, when other people are talking, that's bad. And then when I'm talking, it's good. <laughs> and so I need to put more of my own talking into the world to make sure the other people talking don't, don't take up as much of my goddamn time. <laughs> you know what? I gotta give you, yeah, of course. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is that Kyle and I are are the kind of people that we can just rant at a brick wall for like however long we feel like it. That's the difference. Like I like to hear myself talk. I can't speak for you, for you, Kyle, but like I I really do like to hear myself talk sometimes. I I sometimes wonder what my poor neighbors think because they'll you know. It's not so much that I'm talking to myself, but there's definitely someone, like, tap dancing around the apartment next door, busting out show tunes, and they've got to wonder what, what that guy's <laughs> deal is. Wait, did you, do you actually have tap shoes? <laughs> Please say yes! I don't Please have tap... Yes. I'm sorry, I don't have tap shoes anymore. <laughs> right, well, remember that... what this is... Yeah, I was going to say, this is... You, Nicholas, you do that. We're, we're transitioning at the edge of a mystery. <laughs> Will we ever understand what's going on with the, Kyle's history of tap shoes? How, how can we say? We'll have to keep listening and producing the show to find out. I don't give a shit. But what we're really going to talk about now is this gosh-darned episode of television that we were all treated to today. For people who aren't familiar with the show, I'm sorry. Uh, but... <laughs> But <laughs> on you, so many levels. Usually we, we, we do a summary of the episode. We talk about what we did or didn't like about the episode, how we would expect actual humans, if not actual nerds, mm-hmm. to act in real life. And then we make recommendations in the end of the show about stuff that us, people who generally identify as nerds, are actually into. And so to get to part 1.5 of that process, let's do a short summary of this episode. And I think I've been doing real good lately with with just blasting these out. And this one... Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, so we've got season four, episode eighteen, officially titled "The Prestidigitus." <laughs> sucks so bad at saying this word. The Prestidigitus approximation, as in prestidigitation, uh, magic tricks for you thickos. But so the the this the episode structure is a little confusing. So we've got a plot, b plot, but a plot to me is that Wallowitz. Knows how to do a card trick. Sheldon can't figure it out. And it frustrates him through the entire episode. That, I think, is actually the more interesting half of this uh, episode, even though less in- intense as far as moving the-, the greater plot of the series forward. Which usually doesn't happen. But in this episode, the- what I think the B-plot is, is Leonard and Priya are humping so good and loving it. And it's going great. And Priya is like, hey, I'm going to start controlling aspects of your life uh, in a way that is gradual enough that you don't find it (laughs) terrifying or offensive. And so Leonard does that. But where the line is, is Priya is like, hey, you can't keep hanging out with Penny. You're my man now. She can't keep 
coming around and getting smells off you. Those are my smells. And so Leonard eventually says to Penny, you got to step off. And, uh, well, actually, that's not even true. Penny is the one who infers that's the situation. And then friend breaks up with Leonard. And that's where the episode ends. And so, in theory, this was an episode of great consequence. It left on a, a significant game-changing element. Will Leonard stay with Priya? In, oh, and Priya might move to L.A. and stay there permanently. Oh, God, are they going to get together, aren't they? What's happening? Is is Penny gone from the show? Is I'm being led to believe because I'm a Nimrod? I don't actually... You know, and I was going to go on a little thing about Nimrod, but let's not do that. Instead, let's talk about what we how we felt about this episode. Kyle or Chloe, anything that stood out to you significantly that you'd like to, to start on? So I wish, I mean, I get that she is Indian, but if I were Indian, yes, if I were Indian and my boyfriend or girlfriend were constantly being like, hey, is it, is it racist to eat Indian food with you? (laughs) And, or other things that come up. Actually, that one was only, the the worst one was definitely the Kama Sutra. Yeah, the episode starts with the Kama Sutra joke. That was a rough start. Where yeah. it, it, it ends immediately post-coitus, and while they're rolling around in their, their, their sweat and fluids, uh, Leonard asks Priya whether it's racist that he was suggesting techniques from the, from the Kama Sutra. And they have a, they have a genuine, a hearty laugh over it. She's not put off in the slightest. Isn't that great? Yeah, you can really tell the white male writers really were patting themselves on the back in that moment it was it was it was it, visceral and also i would like to say i couldn't get my dropbox to work so i had to watch that joke five times and it did not get any better it did remind me though of this happy memory i have of i went on a a, a law school trip to china nick's oversharing life stories it's nick's oversharing life stories. stories haven't done it in a while, a while but he's back so we're doing it it's nick's oversharing life stories but um bump well see now you gone and goofed because i don't have anything to overshare as a part of this story and now i feel like i've got to like shoehorn that in somehow nick's not oversharing life stories <laughs> no no it, he always says that but at some point that in the story he takes his pants off and it's it's inevitable. Just wait oh, thank for God. it. Please continue. Well, so no, not, none of that happens. It's it's. I so saw I was on this trip um, when I was in law school for a few weeks in the summer. We went to China and studied along Chinese students while we were there. But we we went to a, a bunch of landmarks in the areas we were at. And one of them was the uh, oh, what is it? The Three Gorges Dam. I think it's called like the biggest dam in the world. It's crumbling at a unprecedented rate. Damn. Uh, but they had, you know, little gift shops and stuff outside of the dam. And uh, when I was I was buying like a soda or something, and the guy's like, "Hey, I know what you're really into," and he 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 uh, waves me back to the dark alley, and he pulls out <laughs> this long string of wooden blocks connected by by the strings on on both ends, and the block each of them is a pair of like old-timey Chinese people in different sexual positions. And so he he gave me, like, this giant rope, this wooden block rope of sex positions. Uh, And I absolutely bought it. Like, there wasn't a question about that. Um, The sad thing, though, is one of the strings have broken, and so the the sexy people have exploded everywhere, and I don't have them all. Oh, here's one beside me in the the box of random... Oh, this is just... 
uh, a lady riding on a dude. That's fine. Oh, but you flip the block around and she is hanging from some contraption in a tree. So I guess I have to try that out. So yeah, that's a story. That's not oversharing. I guess if we want to add an oversharing element to it. Uh, my American friends I was with in the club, some guy I think from uh, Singapore was like, hey, your friend, she's really pretty. I'd like to spend some time with her. And I'm like, man, bad. I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, I'll give you this bottle of Grey Goose. And I'm like, let me go see if I can sell my friend Mariah to you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I spent a lot of time trying to find Mariah and hook her up with the Singaporean guy so I can get cheap alcohol. Man. Good guy. So, um, Kama Sutra blocks this <laughs> television show. Yeah, that, that that does seem like an annoying thing to be of any. I was going to say minority, but really like any sort of distinguishing, identifying thing, and have your boyfriend constantly prod you about it. I would not like that. Yeah, I mean, just like. It's real funny to watch this show and really just see the white maleness, um, which, you know, it's fine. It's fine. That's the way writers' rooms were for a long time. But the thing were. the thing about <laughs> – Dubious use of the past tense. <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. You're not allowed to be a better feminist than I am. <laughs> That's just rude. This is rude I at this point. I am high-roading you. <laughs> so – I just, you know, of all the things that you can say post-coitus, especially if you're a nerd, I think just, like, not bringing up race or saying anything related to, you know, is it racist if fill-in-the-blank is maybe not the move, you know? know, This is actually, I think, some of the most cogent advice we've ever had on the show. (laughs) Like, that, I think we should put that in our pull quote for, like, the description. It's like, look, we haven't figured out a lot on this show. But right after you have sex with someone, if you want to discuss racially charged subject matter, that is not the time. I am actually well, totally agree ex- with except that. Except this is endorsed by two out of three members of this of this committee. <laughs> Wait, are you disagreeing? Hell yeah, I am. That's an excellent that's, – that's the best time to bring up any heavy shit because, like, you're there, you're vulnerable, you're exposed, and that's, that's a really, really good time. To stab somebody. <laughs> to really. <laughs> I remember once I was in bed uh, with a person post coitus, and he turned over and he was just like, You know, I just, I keep meaning to tell you, you laugh exactly like my sister. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then you were like, Here's a few other things I can do, like your sister. And- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You read my mind. But I just. You know, it's funny. I went back and forth in determining, like, the validity of uh, what Priya was saying, basically, during this episode. And yes, I mean, you brought it up, Nick, of this idea of uh, when you get into a relationship with a man, you slowly start to change him for the better. Hopefully something that he doesn't notice quite at first. And you hope that they don't take it personally. Now... I think that this is a very interesting concept when it comes to nerds, especially, because a lot of times, I don't know if you felt this way, but either of you, but if you p- pluck a nerd from the wild who hasn't been with a lady in a long time, there's some rehabilitation that you need to do for them to remind them what it's like to actually be with somebody. Now, that doesn't actually include usually going and getting them a whole new wardrobe, but it does include some socialization and maybe 
So I'm like, maybe we don't talk about racial topics after we have sex. Kind Hold, of wait, things. what, 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 what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, my friend Rick's been out of the game for a while, but it looks like he's going on a date. We're going to have to pull him aside before that date to remind him about what he learned or may have forgotten during our last racial sensitivity training before before he tries to fuck any like what no no you're misunderstanding that's not what chloe was saying as a man i'll explain to you what chloe was saying what thank chloe you was, what chloe was saying is that it's okay to try to change your partner once you've started having sex with them then it's no, okay to slowly <laughs> after once you are officially in the boning part of your relationship yeah. it's okay to slowly mold them into an image you find more suitable Okay, yes. Nick's side over sharing a personal life story. Uh, um, when, when my first girlfriend ever, we, we never actually boned. Didn't happen. Just hand and mouth stuff, you know? Um, but <laughs> uh, she, when we started dating, she's like, you look good with sideburns. And I'm like, oh, thanks, whatever. And then I didn't, I just like filed it away and moved on with my life. And then a couple of weeks later, she's like, oh, not really getting to work on those sideburns, huh? And I'm like, what? <laughs> 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 I like her. She's funny. I like her. Oh, yeah. It was real great. Insecure young Nick was like, oh, hmm, all right. I guess I better oh, shake no. my body. And that's not the oversharing thing. The oversharing thing is the first time uh, she ever went down on me. It was the first time anyone tried to do it. And I was so freaked out. I'm pretty you sure. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did talk about that on the show already, or I just talked like, about that with you. No, in real no, life, you've you talked know, about you've, that quite a bit. And and you've talked about it on the show at least at least once, I'm pretty sure. So I got like two or three more in me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But okay, well, I understand that like this is a touchy subject specifically for the nerd folk, but I don't think Priya was what? out of line, is what I was saying. That okay, so I have a lot of nerd male friends non not including you two and um i <laughs> i like how she said that like like and of whatever she's about to describe she hasn't tried on one of us because i'm <laughs> i'm betting i'm betting when she finishes her sentence it is not actually going to be the case that whatever she's about to say she's done she hasn't done to at least one of us before but it's okay what were you saying chloe I was going to say that I know it's a little bit of a touchy subject that, like, when you get with a lady, sometimes they start tweaking things about you. And I know that that's, like, a thing that dudes worry about, or at least they talk about a lot. Or maybe specifically to me, because I do it. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I don't. This is all foreign to me, because I'm untamable. And yeah. No, you can't be tamed. You can't no. be blamed, and you can't be shamed. Yeah. You are Nick's the true like, Miley Cyrus of this group. You're going to domesticate me? The fuck you say? <laughs> but anyway, I'm a wild I mean, boy. So the, the, the contacts thing that happens throughout the episode is uh, she says, oh, you know, you would look so cute with contacts. And then Leonard, I guess, gets the shittiest contacts in the world because yeah. he just starts running into stuff, which like get better contacts come on you work for a, a pretty you you get a good paycheck get better contacts but also priya never says anything about it which i think is highly suspect but so the thing well, that connected with me the most about the contacts though is was not that it was an over-the-top pressure that priya was putting on leonard i thought that was fine and even like the clothes shopping that's like a little bit more like all right slow down but that's fine too Mm -hmm. But what I really connected with 
was the desire to have sex without fuck goggles on. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just one more time. What? The desire to have sex without fuck goggles on. I've had I've had glasses since I was eight, and there's this terrible. I was going to say dichotomy. That's not the right word. But the two two elements that can never come together mm-hmm. is that you know the more the the, the the cooler, funner, sexier you're having, the more your face is getting jolted around, the less convenient your glasses are. And then if you're having like normal, cool, boring sex or whatever, you're like, oh, I'm on top and it's staying that way, you know, like, well, then what do you look? You're just going to stare at your partner's face the whole time. That's atrocious. It's I don't I, I would really love to be able to have sexual experience. Well, no, because then I'd see more of myself. And that's the whole thing, too. Yeah, I was I'm just say, done. I'm do just you- done with sex. Yeah. I mean, I also I hear you, brother. I don't want to but- see any part of it. Before we I get just, too off into the weed, oh, I'm sorry. Finish what you were gonna say, Chloe. I was just gonna say, all three of us have glasses. Do both of you keep your glasses on during sex? I think it's unprofessional not to. Oh my god! <laughs> I wouldn't drive a car without my glasses. I, I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember? It's been that long. I don't remember. I'm not kidding. I really don't remember how that worked. It has been um, a long time. Um, boy. So, but before, so here's why I think it's weird. I, I totally get what you're saying. I'm just want to point out, I don't even want to call it a double stand. I think it's just, it's, it's something that's different because a girl can say to a guy, like you said, particularly a nerdy guy, Hey, you know, you would look better generally if you owned shirts that were other than ones that had your favorite superhero characters on them. I've had that um, conversation. Maybe something with a collar. I don't know. Yeah. See, and that's considered like a public service. That is not just like – that is not even considered really trying to change your boyfriend to something you prefer necessarily. That's just considered like making them more like main sociable or something. Like no one considers that like trying to snuff the light out of your partner. But if – you were to flip that situation around, like there are very oh, few yeah. circumstances where it's ever okay for a guy to say to a girl, "Hey, even if you're in a relationship, you know, you 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 would look hot if you dress differently from the way you're normally comfortable dressing." Like so, that is oh, a absolutely. hard conversation. Yeah, I honestly a, don't know whether almost- you're right, but while you were talking, I was thinking about making recommendations to a girlfriend about tops to wear. And how I'd try to be cool about it, and I would throw I would throw her an article of clothing, and I'd say, "Slam your tits into this." And um, now, see that would work. That's a gentleman Willie way of doing that. Okay, so I just I just have the moves is what the problem is. All these all these problems about sex and relationships, I just can't relate to any of them. Yeah, exactly. You're just too cool. You're too cool. Honestly, yeah. I mean that the ah uh, yeah. So it's unfortunate that we've come to this place where it's like, oh. Yeah, it's it's cool to want to change a partner if you're a lady changing a male partner. I had a <laughs> I had a boyfriend once who was like, "You should wear more green." And that sticks in my mind as one of the weirdest things a man has ever said to me because I was he, I when I pressed him on it, why? He was just like, "I don't know." And then I found out that it's because green is his favorite color, and then that was kind of sweet. That was kind of sweet, but that sticks in my mind as really the only time a man that I've been dating has ever said, you should wear X, Y, and Z, unless his cat ears in the bedroom, but we're not going to go into that. Whereas I think you told me I would I, that you liked a light purple shirt I was wearing. I should wear that color more often like two days ago. That's just yes. like a service you provide to your male friends. And 
I don't know. Do you do that to your female friends? Do you also like tell them, you know, hey, I like that top on you, and then just never say anything when you don't like how they're dressed? Actually, yes. That is so, that is a very generous. That's, that's I think that's pol- I think that's basic politeness. Is that when someone looks nice, you tell them so. And when someone well, doesn't look nice, you don't say, "Whoa, what's up, Dumpy?" <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That- <laughs> You're right. I'm just saying there's something, and because I'm a, I'm like half robot, I am just pointing right. out the the obvious in the social context, which mm-hmm. is it's weird because all flattery is inherently a form of manipulation, and that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that all forms of manipulation Whoa. are malicious. Hold like, on. It's not like you're trying to again. It's not like you're trying to snuff someone's soul out. But if you only compliment them when you like how they look, then by definition you are slowly sort of. Uh, Pavlovianly conditioning them to dress more in a way that pleases you. The robot is making some points. Yeah, for a fucking madman. What? (laughs) All flatteries? What? So, you guys were talking about nice times articles of clothing have received nice comments, and that made me remember when I was like 19, I was buying books at the college bookstore, and I signed... My my check and my my full name was on there, Nicholas J. Hyde. And the bookstore lady was like, oh, that sounds, that's a nice name. And so from that day forward, I'm like, well, that's my professional name now. That's just how that works. A nice lady at the bookstore <laughs> said that once. What was she trying to get out of me, Kyle? What was, what, what grand scheme did bookstore lady put on, on me? Well, that's no. That's a good point. It is. It it is also true that when men compliment women, there's much, there's probably a lot more ulterior motives going on. Yeah, and like, well, the interesting thing when it comes to gender politics. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show again. Even though I constantly bring shit like this up, the interesting thing when it comes to this is that Kyle is not actually wrong in some ways. It just <laughs> depends. It depends on how familiar you are with the person, right? So. I tell people what they look good in, what I think they look good in, things that suit their skin tones, things the shapes of glasses that suit their face. I provide that kind of context. And it is my own, like, it's my own preference. But I also know that the world is dark and cold and cruel. And a compliment sometimes comes out of left field. And sometimes it's the thing that you need for the day. But also, it's like, hey, this thing makes you look nice. So the next thing, time that you are thinking, hey, maybe I should put on something that makes me look nice, maybe you'll remember that thing that I said that one time, and you won't look stupid. So, like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, get, I mean, it's... I Part of it, it's like faith in your own judgment, I think, is part of it. And I'm not... And I think it's, it's like, it's well-placed faith. Like, I'm not saying that you're... Like, what you find people looking nice in is probably something that, like... 90% of people would also find people looking nice in because you, mm-hmm. you know, you're not crazy. Whereas if I were to be like, you know, you would look better if you had like random spiked shoulder pads. I mean, you're not wrong. If that was a piece of advice you gave me specifically, you're not actually just. You should have, you should have more spiked shoulder pads in your, oh, okay. in your accoutrement. But you know, it's just like, particularly when you're like a dude and your fantasies come like from comic books and heavy metal albums, you know, you got to be careful about trying to, you know, about the stuff that you compliment uh, women Kyle, in because Kyle, it's, it's not what, a mainstream. What was the last, really quick, what was the last uh, compliment like on somebody's outfit that you gave a woman? Never. I never do it. Not ever. No, because I don't trust that it's not going to be weird. 
So what if it is weird? Just let it happen. Just let it. Yeah, just, get just real let it weird. happen. Yeah. Breathe heavy. Get I don't want. It's not. It's not about me. It's. I don't want to make the other person uncomfortable. So I don't. I don't compliment. You just anyone. don't speak. Well, I do. I, I'm trying to get better about it. I'm in therapy for this, so mm-hmm. you know. In general, I you know I talk to people more. I will you know I will compliment them on like other personality traits and things that they offer up, but I don't know. I never. What about me? Ever, Com- give me a compliment right now. You're very. You're a very thoughtful and kind friend. Aww. <laughs> See, good job. You passed therapy. There you go. You don't have to go to therapy anymore. You did it. You did it. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Also, your rack looks great when low-cut tops. Is that the sort of thing that I'm supposed <laughs> that to That wasn't be? even a full sentence. <laughs> you, it's like your brain short-circuited. I was trying. I, I was like, what's something awful I can say? And it was very hard to get out. So I apologize for even in a joking way uh, being, oh saying something sexual you, or You can't leave it alone. You can't. That's okay. No, that's okay. I feel you're, bad. You're the guilt set man. in immediately. <laughs> I love that even in just a general joke scenario, you're like, this cannot stand. You can't just let it go. But you know what? That's actually not a bad thing, Kyle. I know we like to roast you about that, but it's a really kind trait. Like, I know it does hold you back sometimes, but it is a nice thing because there are so many bold things that just men walk around saying and not thinking twice about. Okay, look, I know I gave you a compliment that wasn't about how you look and you feel like, you know, I'm winning this competition of friendship, but you don't have to go overboard here. Yes, this very real competition of friendship that is currently going on. The first step to comp- the first step to success is you have to admit you want to win. If you're not even willing to do that, then you're going to be, you know, staring at my back the whole race. Okay. All Sorry, right. I've been watching a lot of anime. That might also be affecting <laughs> my thinking right now. I've been watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And that's why it's hard for me not to bust in every 30 seconds to say, what the hell are you ta- on about? What are you, what do you people keep going on and on talking about? <laughs> None of this has anything to do with the Priya Penny Leonard thing. None of this has anything to do with okay, Wallowitz's so, hijinks. Yeah. So <laughs> while we're asking about, while we're looking for a woman's opinion, is it cool to tell your your boyfriend they should be spending less time with their ex girlfriend? See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was actually thinking about that watching it, and I can see it from both sides. There are women who take that shit a little bit too far. I've been on the receiving end of it. Of my boyfriend can't hang out with you because you have nice breasts or whatever it is. So I, but I also, it's a perfectly reasonable boundary to be like this person. You were inside of them. Maybe you don't see them every day. That would be nice. Maybe I. I think that she brought it up in a totally normal, not crazy way. So, yeah. Crickets. Just crickets. That didn't play out how I thought it was going to go, so I got nothing. Really? What did you think I was going to say? That she was being a totally crazy bitch and she was completely out of line? Not that she was completely out of line, but the you know, friends... Ship means, but oh, I forgot that I also before I jump off this cliff, I forgot that I'm talking about the Big Bang Theory, which is like it is written in. I'm pretty sure the laws of the universe that Leonard and Penny are going to get back together. So Priya yeah. is really like she's like, just like, a, a very re- hot, spicy jumping off place. Yeah, you know. Yeah, in real life, I would think that it was overly controlling. In a television show, Priya is probably just a very genre savvy character. So I'll well, say that. And also in this show, I can see how they were kind of trying to play her like she was being mucho, but she 
was it? Yeah, you're right. It wasn't like she handed down like a hardcore ultimatum or anything like that. It wasn't. She's like just you like have to, I make. It makes me ever, feel uncomfortable. Yeah. She didn't even say you can't ever speak to her again. She just said, "Hey, maybe don't have her over for like dinner every single night of the." Well, she didn't say quite that specifically, but it came off more like that. Like you know, maybe it's a little weird that this mm-hmm. girl that you dated still eats at your house every night. Yeah, like I'm not a jealous person uh, per se. But, uh, I mean, well, I have no reason to be. I'm awesome. So, but it, I do understand this idea of, like, if you are best friends with your ex-girlfriend and you still make goo-goo eyes at her every single day, it's, like, a little weird. So it's a totally normal boundary to be like, I don't feel comfortable with this, you know? I want like, that jealousy. I want that energy. I want that heat. <laughs> I want to look at the people around me and know that they're shooting daggers at each other because they want to be with me. <laughs> I love that you were quiet for like three minutes and then that's the first thing that you said. Well, I was just remembering one of the greatest moments of my life where I was a show with mechanical oh, heavy metal robots and I was doing yeah. push-ups on the, on the rock floor while two ladies were both angry at each other because I wasn't committing to either of them because I was drinking a lot of malt liquor and having too much fun and it was great. And if I were Leonard in this situation, I'd be like, Priya, take me as I am, uh, which includes this neighbor lady that I used to bork, just having pad thai with us. Um, sorry, that's, that's the breaks. <laughs> well, that wait, makes sense. I, I, I'm, wearing your little, I'm wearing your little vest. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a vest without a jacket for you. Holy shit. Chloe, 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 Chloe. Yeah. Chloe. It's yes. Nick. Is Nick Maureen? Is Nick, Nick just, is did Nick, Nick just is, said take me take me for what I am? Is Nick fucking Maureen? <laughs> I feel the game is being played at my expense. <laughs> you know what? This would be a great time if we were all in the same room for uh Kyle and I to grab hands and start tangoing around the room, but unfortunately we're not, and Nicholas doesn't know what we're talking about because this is a different kind of We can't of explain culture. it either. We'll just no. leave this for the for the like one person out there who's going to appreciate this but literally one and a half people will appreciate this and probably they live in new york that's the last i'll say of that that's the last i'll say of that but okay so i uh fuck kyle your stupid musical theater reference threw me off my game i had a thing to say god damn it oh what am i gonna do now that i'm not talking i am talking (laughs) i am still talking about nothing you'll find Uh, it I'll find, find it. it. I'm going to find the thread. I'm going to find the thread. Uh, well, yeah. while you're just babbling about nothing, I'm going to think about how Leonard wanted Priya to dress up as uh, Lieutenant Uhura. And Which, again, that yeah. also feels racially charged. Oh, I didn't think about that. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying you're wrong. It just didn't cross my mind when I was watching I, it. I get why you say it. I don't think it's as racially charged just because there aren't – he's an original series Star Trek man and there aren't – there are no other female officers. It was either ask her to be Ohura or ask her to be the fucking nurse. So of those two positions, he's Hello, offering her the – He's offering her the higher status position on in on the ship. I'm sure that's exactly how she saw it. The thing is, is that Leonard is a goddamn cuck. And I mean that not in a literal sense. Whoa, I mean that in like an emotional fired. sense. You mean it in an alt-right sense? I mean it, <laughs> yes. I mean it for the first and last yeah. time ever. I mean it in an alt-right sense. Because if he actually just talked to his goddamn girlfriend about, hey, that's my friend. 
I, she lives across the hall from me. I see her all the time, but nothing is going on. Don't worry about it. If she, if he had said that, I don't think that any of this would have had to happen. Both of the women in this situation were more mature than him. And he fucking just, he's a cuck. He's just a cuck. I'm not comfortable with his salty language being thrown around this way. <laughs> but I also wanted to bring up that uh, not only does Leonard want uh, Priya to dress up as Uhura, but I guess this is like a triggering issue for Priya, not because she's against it, but because it's like a family shameful secret that Raj also has a Lieutenant Uhura <laughs> costume in his closet. So I don't know, like... Is that what Raj is into himself? Is he hoping someone will wear it someday? Or maybe he wears it himself. Maybe well, the show was more progressive yeah. Well, yeah. Than, uh, than we thought. That's the we don't we don't know we don't know which it is. Raj is full of sexy mysteries. I do love Raj. I do love Raj a lot. He's probably my favorite of these of these guys. So well, bad news for you because he's also sexist, racist, and classist. He's even mm. racist against Indian people, which is kind of weird. Yeah, but no, like, which, it's not which of them is weird. any better? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Wallowitz was my favorite when I was younger, and thank God oh, we've, that's right. we've that's gone right. past that Jesus. phase. But I, I do like the B plot that, yes, I agree with you, should have been the A plot, Nicholas, of uh I didn't Wallowitz, I said no such thing, but go on. <laughs> of Wallowitz tricking fucking Bazinga. Sheldon? Uh, yes. <laughs> that's Captain Bazinga is his official <laughs> role. <laughs> so him tri- tricking him with the with a card game um i thought was a very entertaining uh farcical part of this episode that was i think more entertaining than the actual uh storyline itself uh if i'm being super honest mainly because it's fun to watch sheldon not be the boss of everything but i gotta say the more episodes of the big bang theory that i watch the more that it just kind of feels a little hate crimey whoa uh, <laughs> <laughs> no no let her finish oh i'm not i'm you know she has to finish <laughs> so listen i get i get that sheldon's an asshole like i get it but after being friends with so many fucking dudes with Asperger's growing up, it just, it feels a little like they know who he is, they're not very accepting of it, and they live their lives in order to torment him as much as possible. And although I understand he is actually insufferable as a character, and I'm sure as a friend, it does feel a little like the whole episode is them being like, you know what, fuck Sheldon specifically. We're going to drive him absolutely crazy because we have nothing better to do. All of this is true. And yeah. it's weird how they, they they do really, they pick on him all the time. But he is insufferable. It's just like, again, take Sheldon as he is. That's, he's, he's, he's his own precious, unique ball of wonder. And a friendship, if anything, is about taking someone, looking at them as a big knot and saying, hey, I'm not here to... To, to cut through your problems, I'm here to slowly unravel them with you until mm-hmm. there's nothing left inside. So you're basically saying if you were Sheldon, you'd be like, take me as I am, uh, who I was meant to be. You know what if I mean? If Sheldon, yeah. I'd be dropping my thick dong on people's foreheads and saying, <laughs> I'm a theoretical <laughs> physicist. I am superior. I have every reason to feel better for, than you. Why do, we, why do we keep up with this pretense that let's, there's any sort of equality in our group? And then I move to the next person. I drop my dong on his forehead. I say it again. 
let's just be honest, Nicholas. I mean, you you are really coming into your self confidence. I just feel like that's what you want to be doing at this current moment. That's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Either. I mean, this gosh darn COVID is. <laughs> <laughs> really it's really cutting down on you dropping your dong on people's foreheads no we get it i yeah. we get it yeah well and if this is a point where we probably should start transitioning to our our nerdy recommendations of the week but before mm. we do that any other things that either of y'all want to squeeze in about this episode that's a great question i still hate penny uh, mainly because i don't like the care the actress who plays her i feel like she actually would be a fun like character i don't like kaylee cuoco no, kaylee cuoco no, Kaylee Cuoco is not, she's not a nice lady. So I think I just know that. And she just, everything she says feels mean. Uh, and I think that that's just me, maybe. That's just a me problem, but yeah. I remember you know she's the voice of Harley Quinn now in the animated TV show? I didn't know that. I'm, I'm very upset by this information. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very upset by this. Well, I hope she's good at it. I'm sure she is. No, she's very good because it's a very good series. You would like it, Nicholas. Well, mm, you, I you might like it. I recommended it to him. Good yeah, grief. as soon as I said that, I was like, mm, maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. You don't like women that much. That's so. true. <laughs> okay. Uh, before moving on, I will point out also that there is a bit here where when Wallowitz is making fun about of Sheldon for not knowing his magic trick, he calls... Sheldon a muggle in the audience cheers uproariously. And yeah, they're like, Harry Potter reference, initiate 20% more laughter than is right. necessary. And that's they I really, was like, I remember yeah. what the show's about. That's, that's, where, that's the core of this, this project. Also, sorry, like, last thing, last thing that I'm going to say is, uh, so the sight gags, literally, of Leonard walking into things when he d- has the shittiest contacts ever... The audience acted like they were so drunk. It was like the best thing that had ever happened when he walked into that sliding glass door at the very end of the episode. I wish and can only hope that I could get that amount of laughs for anything that I've ever done in my life. I'm sure you've got plenty of people to look forward to laughing at you in the future. Don't worry about that for a second. That's such a nice thing to say. Are you prepared to subject yourself to physical pain and humiliation? Because I'm pretty sure you'll get there. That's the Um, the Kyle, you act like you don't know me. (laughs) I swear. Well, let's talk about nerd things. Uh, Chloe, because you are the guest, you get to choose whether you want to go first, second, or third. I'll go third. I'll go third. Okay, Kyle, how, are you are you ready to, to go, or should I jump in? No, I'll go. Okay, but uh, in, I'm I'm gonna extend because me and uh, me and Chloe can double team you on this one. I've I been waiting to see you, hear you say that for a long time. I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm very much into this. Continue, Kyle. Which is, I would we talked about this on Facebook. You posted that you were looking forward one day to being a house husband, and so my recommendation to you, mm. which I had already made, but I'm I'm gonna provide a little more context now, is Goku Fushudo, or Way of the House Husband. <laughs> Way of the House Husband is a manga that will soon be adapted to an anime that should be streaming on Crunchyroll any day now about a, a, a man who just absolutely fucking loves his wife, just loves his wife more than any man in any fictional television show has ever loved his wife ever. And the way he expresses that is by giving up his job as a Yakuza and becoming the best goddamn house husband on the planet. So he is running around, and what really ties the whole charm of the show together is he just brings the same intensity 
to uh, cleaning the house and getting stains out that you know he used to bring to, like, chopping up the bodies of people who couldn't pay their bills on time. Hmm. And so, you know, when he's, like, when he's, like, when there's, like, a his wife spills soy sauce on the carpet, he's like, ah, it's okay. This isn't the worst stains I've ever had to get out of carpet before. I got this. <laughs> I like it. He just gets down to it. And he works, he works his butt off. It is delightful. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. I feel like you would really like it. And Nicholas, I know that you've never read a manga before. So, like, it's it's a good one to start with, you know? All right. And what's it called again for all of our, our wonderful listeners? It's called uh, Goku Fushudo, a.k.a. <laughs> Way of the House Husband. All right. Everyone check it out if you want to be like me and just... Take care of a, a woman who pays for you to live. That sounds great. Um, <laughs> as for my recommendation, um, I'm, I'm getting into our 784 of Xenoblade Chronicles. No, that's... Um, I think I'm finally done with the, the never-ending Xenoblade games, and I've been playing Hades, which is also a, a delight. But what I'm actually going to recommend this week, I think, is uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the Larry David show that he did after after Seinfeld. And I'll keep it short because I'm sure most people already know what it is. But the thing that I'm finding most remarkable about it is that Larry David somehow manages to successfully write himself as both a very uptight, weird person with his own set of like social rules. At the same time, everyone around him is both a foil and someone who seems more ridiculous than him. And while all of this is going on, it's also incredibly relatable somehow, in spite of it all happening among ridiculously wealthy people. And it's like, <laughs> it's like weird how like Larry David must have realized his life makes the perfect sitcom, because he's like, I have all the money I need. I don't have a job I have to go to. I don't have anything better to do. I guess I'll just be myself with my incredibly rich friends, and we'll we'll find we'll find ways to be upset about each other. And ah, it's a success. <laughs> How was, far are you? I just finished season three today. Mm. Um, a friend of mine is in that show, but only for like a single scene. So, oh. and much later. So you'll get there eventually. Yeah, it's. I think I had a few people told me that I should check it out. Um, because. They, they thought, they, they drew comparisons between Mr. David and I, um, which I wish I could see. I, I wish I were as caustic as he is without trying to be. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kirby Enthusiasm. It's on the streaming things. Waka waka. Chloe, your turn. I'm going to be super honest. Uh, I've been really deep into New Girl lately, which uh, is a television show that was made in the mid-2000s. It stars Zoe Deschanel, and like most uh, most girls who grew up believing that they weren't very attractive uh, but loved nerds, I hated Zoe Deschanel for a long, 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 long time because I was very jealous of her. And then I realized, hmm, this is not a good enough reason to watch to not watch this show anymore because I'm a big fan of anything comedy. So I finally dove in, and while Zoe Deschanel is, eh, eh, 
the rest of the characters and the the plot line of the show is delightful. And I particularly would recommend it to any ladies that are watching that don't have any chaotic men in their life that they need to take care of currently and are trying to wean themselves of that very uh, proclivity. Because there are so many characters in this show that are just so terrible as men in very lovable ways. And it reminds me of having to clean up after alcoholics and clean up after uh, socially awkward men. And clean up after various men who, like, didn't really know that what they were doing was out of line and out of context. Uh, so if any women out there are looking to not download Tinder again and get themselves involved with a sad boy who needs too much attention, watch New Girl on Netflix. I can't tell whether that was a recommendation or not. <laughs> I think it was a recommendation. It was just a recommendation by someone who, for some reason, seemed to expect that we were going to attack her for liking the show. Which, why would we do that? (laughs) No one hates you for liking New Girl. It's fine. I think most of the same writers also work on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and that show's a goddamn delight, so... And you know what? It wasn't anybody. I, neither of you were going to attack me for loving that show. I avoided it for years. And like... I, it's super good, but I like it for the reasons I probably shouldn't, which is like, I just want to bone Nick M- Miller so goddamn hard. Every time he's on fucking screen, I'm like, oh, oh, Jace Johnson, just fucking in my face, please. It's sandwiched in between Schmidt, just, and let Winston watch. Like, it's just, it's, it fulfills a need, a hole that I have, if you will, <laughs> like, that I currently am having, that, uh, I feel like a lot of women would, uh, uh, or femmes who like men, they, that would they they would agree with it and understand where I'm coming from. I think. All right, so <laughs> we got uh, a manga recommendation, one TV show recommendation, and another TV show recommendation that seems to have a whole lot more. With Chloe just wanting to get super smashed by a couple of these 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 hotties from it. If you like, if you like Jake Johnson, it's what was that show? It only lasted a single season. A Stump Town. Yes. Where he plays like the haunted daddy bartender. Yes, uh, he's got like also, the beard and the whole thing. It's it's quite based a look on for him. a based on a very good. You don't habit. have to tell me what it's based on. <laughs> I was being polite by not doing that. <laughs> you were by so Greg angry. Rooka, perhaps. <laughs> also, the author of Lazarus. Oh my god, he was the one who wrote Lazarus. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's a good a place to end it any <laughs> Kyle being faux upset about knowing things <laughs> I was trying to be polite with a lady present that was the tone of that